Hello and welcome to Church in Maine, the podcast at the intersection of faith and modern life. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Church in Maine is a podcast that looks for God in the midst of issues affecting the church and the larger society. You can learn more about the podcast, listen to past episodes, and donate by checking us out at churchinmaine.org or churchinmaine.substack.com. Consider subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. That helps others find this podcast. So, over the last few years, I've started to hear this phrase um, that I hadn't really heard before. It's a kind of a newer phrase, and it might be now new to you as well. Side hustle. Side hustle is a way to make money in addition to your full-time or part-time job. It can also be a way to explore a new career. Probably an older older term for that would have been moonlighting. Um, side hustles can um, be a way for folk in jobs that may not pay very well, like, I don't know, being a pastor in a congregation, to earn some money and also to gain some new skills. And today, we're going to talk to someone that is engaged in a side hustle, a pastor engaged in a side hustle, Ruth Hetland. She is a Lutheran pastor living in here in Minnesota, and she started a side hustle a few years ago to support women in ministry. Now, I've known Ruth since our days in seminary back in the late 1990s, and I especially got to know her very well during a seminary trip to China. Uh, since then, this pastor's daughter has served as a pastor herself in congregations in New York State, Texas, Colorado, and Minnesota, and she is currently an interim minister at an ELCA Lutheran congregation in northern Minnesota. In this interview, we talk about how she started Consecrate in 2020 and how it has grown in the intervening years. Consecrate is a subscription box service serving primarily women in ministry, and it has grown to over 500 subscribers from uh, various denominations. In the interview, we talk about what led her to start a side hustle and also what advice she has to other pastors that might be interested in trying a side hustle of their own. One note, um, Ruth was getting over a cold, and so um, I kind of edited out some of the portions where it was really, for her, was kind of uh, coughing fits and things to that extent, so we've edited those out. Um, but just if you um, notice some kind of missing gaps or things, or just even in a way as she is talking, um, that's what's happening, which actually is mirroring what I'm dealing with right now, because I'm getting over a cold. Um, so my voice is a little bit lower than usual. But um, with all of that, let's listen in to this this conversation with uh, the Reverend Ruth Hetland.
right. Well, Ruth, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's been, we've known each other for, for many years, over 20 years now, um, especially our time together out in Hong Kong and in China. Um, and so it's been great to try to also follow your career and, and um, calling as a pastor. And so I'm glad we kind of had this time to chat. Uh, thank you so much, Dennis, for inviting me to come. And yes, it's so nice to see you. It's been a long time since we were traveling around China. And mm-hmm. oh gosh, yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Hard <laughs> to believe. So I think first, uh, before we kind of go into um, consecrate, just to know, let people know a little bit about who you are um, and oh. your ministry and, um, and all of that. Okay. Uh, so I, and I'll apologize to your audience too, that I have a cold right now. So my voice, I sound a little bit more um, gravelly than I usually do, but um, I, so I live in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. I grew up in Minnesota and, um, but my, I'm, I'm a ELCA Lutheran pastor and uh, have been now for 24 years and my first call was in upstate New York, and then my second call was in Colorado, and then we were in Texas for a few years before I came back to Minnesota, and we've been back here now, boy, eight years. Hmm. And I have um, I have two sons; they are seventeen and sixteen, so they're uh, at the end of high school, and they're wonderful boys. And I. Um, so, and right now I serve uh, a church in Monoman, which is um, about 45 minutes from here to, in Detroit Lakes. And I'm a part-time interim. So just a couple of days a week, I go up there and then otherwise I work on my, my business. All right. And so speaking of that business, what led you to start it? When did you start it? Um, and then kind of what was the background? What made you decide I'm, I'm going to start this? Kind of, as you call it, a side hustle. Uh, yeah. Well, I had always been interested in, you know, different projects. You know, like I've I've loved the work I do as a minister, but also just am interested in a lot of things. And and honestly, always trying to earn a little extra money because it seems like you're trying to make ends meet. You know, and and so I I had tried different projects. I was always trying different things with you know, writing and um, writing for different publications. I did that quite a bit and, oh, just different things I would try. I would listen to all these podcasts about side hustles. And so it was in 2020 that, um, well, earlier in that year, a friend and I were having a conversation and we were talking about, um, she had just gotten a, a subscription box for the first time mm. and she was telling me about it and it sounded you know kind of interesting and and right that same day I was listening to one of my side hustle podcasts and, and it was talking about it was a woman who had started a, a subscription box it was for a different group of people um <clears throat> but then the person who is in charge of the podcast after the podcast after his interview part was done he was kind of talking about how it her business had been so successful because 
because she found a group of people who were underserved and found a way to serve them. And it was a group of people that she knew well. And I was just thinking about how, I mean, there's getting to be more and more things that are created just for women in ministry. But for a long time, there wasn't much at all. Mm-hmm. And and then I went onto a Facebook group that I'm a part of with women in ministry. And I just said, you know, if if I were to create something like this, a subscription box for women in ministry, because at the, at the beginning, it was very specifically just women that it was for. I said, would you be interested? And, and there was a lot of excitement about the idea. And so I thought, well, why not try this? Why not just give it a try and see what happens? I don't have anything to lose. And so I, then I started listening to podcasts. There's podcasts about everything, which is so beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. you can learn anything you want to know. And there was one very specifically for if you were interested in starting a subscription box. And so I followed that. I did everything she said to do. And, um, and so, uh, yeah. And so then in the, it, for advent of 2020 was when it started. And how did it, how, what were the beginning? What was the beginning like? Um, how many people did you start to get who were interested in, in, in getting subscriptions? Well, it was kind of funny because my husband was, he liked to do um, some woodworking. And so he, he was trying to be supportive and he, um, he came up with this idea for an advent candle holder and it was really pretty. And he said, you know, I could make this for your first box. Mm. You know, he thought there might be like 20 subscribers tops that he'd have to make these for. And then, and then we ended up with 170 for the first box. Wow. And he's like, I'm never making anything for this box ever again. But, <laughs> but he made, he made all those candle holders and they were so popular that then people wanted to order more of them so then he made a few extra but yeah it started off strong and it grew fast it grew um it grew fast like up to 500 within the first six months and then now we kind of hover at that at that 500 mm-hmm. mark mm-hmm. and what does the um the subscription box include how what kind of things does it have and then who usually orders? Are, are they people who are ordering them as gifts or is it people kind of ordering it for themselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, um, yes, I try to have it be a good mix of items that are useful and inspiring and funny, you know, that kind of humor that ministers would get, you know, and I like to, I really like to support ministers who are making things. Mm-hmm. And so almost every month, there's something in the box that a, that a minister has made, whether it's a book or, I mean, we have ministers who, um, like a beekeeper who we've had his honey in the box, a mm. um, minister who's a baker, she made cookie, you know, a decorated cookie. I mean, just everything you can imagine. And and so, yeah, it's a balance of like five to six items. And I try to have it be just a good mixture of items. And then either from 
creative ministers, or other small businesses. And how helpful, I mean, you saw a need there. And I think one is is kind of, of looking at these boxes to help support, especially women in ministry. Um, how would you describe what, what, why was there in that way? And, and this is probably one of those questions that you, I could always, I could answer, but um, why was there a need for these type of boxes, for, especially for women who are, in, 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 who are called to ministry? Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, what has the the kind of the outlook been? And and I know that there are some still in this day and age challenges for women in ministry. Yeah, you know, I thought a lot about when I was first starting out, and you know, my first call, I was single, and I was sent, you know, all by myself to uh, Western New York, and I didn't know a soul and getting happy mail, you know, meant everything. And mm -hmm. I know we live in a much more digital age now, but happy mail is still a beautiful thing. And, and especially when, I don't know, it's something that is supporting these side projects of other ministers too, because I know how much life I get from my things I do outside of ministry, how they add to my ministry. And so to support the things that they do and share it with other people around the country and the world, it's really been a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know for, and women are really good at supporting other women too. I think like I've just, you know, all of my subscribers have been such cheerleaders from the very start. And, and it's so, it's a beautiful community that gets built too. And like how they talk to each other on our Instagram page and hmm. we've built a, a book group where now we have a book group that meets monthly. We actually have a trip. <laughs> Excuse me. We're doing a trip in January and they're all consecrate people. And so, you know, getting to know, know each other too and building community community. So I feel one kind of curiosity I always had is what, uh, made you um, decide to come up with the name Consecrate? So I had a big list of names when I was try trying to come up with the name, like Amazing Crates and but, um, How Crate Thou Art and, you know, <laughs> different things like that. But Consecrate seemed to just seemed right from the start. Yeah. And are you getting um, requests from people from, I mean, I obviously, as a Lutheran pastor, a lot of Lutheran ministers, but other um, ministers from other denominations? Yeah, in fact, um, I have subscribers who are, I mean, all across the mainline denominations, a lot, a lot of United Methodists, a lot of Pre Presbyterian. I mean, I don't even know that Lutheran is our majority. Mm. So that's it's that's really been a fun thing too, because with the book group and with the trip that we're doing, it's this cool cool way for ministers across denominations to spend time together too. Mm -hmm. So 
about that trip that's coming up to Belize, um, tell me a little bit about that. What is the the goal there, the plans, um, and what? how did that actually come to be? So it came about on a winter day <laughs> in Minnesota when I was thinking, I've got to get away. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that yeah. in Minnesota. Yes. And I happened to have a good friend who just, well, she has had her own business for, for a while, um, a travel company. She's a pastor as well. And um, Sarah Raymond, her tour, tour company is called Sunlight Tours. And we had just had coffee and I had been toying around with this idea of a trip for a while. But then I thought, well, you know, <laughs> excuse me. You know, I, I have this idea and I have this group of people and I also also have a travel person who can help me plan it. So why don't we just plan something? And I didn't even, the only direction I gave Sarah was warm. I want it to be warm in January. <laughs> and I wanted it to be in January because that just seemed like a good time before Lent, after Christmas, mm -hmm. you know. Um. The one sabbatical I've taken, it was January, February, March, and it was just perfect, you know, mm. perfect time to get away. And so uh, she had some connections with Belize. <clears throat> and so that's why we just decided on that for the first one. And it's going to be just a lot of rest and adventure and time together. We also have a spiritual director who's going, who's going to be leading some sessions you know, on, on <coughs> excuse me, on self-care and the, we call these um, consecrate out of the box mm. and kind of the, the theme of the first retreat is sort of that idea that we all, all put ourselves in boxes of how we think we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act. And what would it be like if we didn't, you know, have that box and if we let ourselves think bigger and more different and differently and so and i'm i've really really gotten into yoga in the last few years and so i i did my yoga teacher training this past year just so i would be able to also lead yoga at the retreats for anybody that would like to do it mm. so i think it's going to be i think it's going to be fun we've got a group of 20 women who are going this January. So if there are ministers out there um, who are interested, and as like a lot of ministers, I think a lot of ministers are always looking at other sources of income because, of course, um, being a minister does not make you rich. Um, wh what would you suggest? How would you suggest that they look into other into into side hustles um, that are not simply just for, even just a paycheck, but also um, something that allows them to do what they um, part of their kind of maybe vocation or avocation. You know, the best thing that I did. There's a podcast called Side Hustle School, mm -hmm. and um, what's fun about it? He does an episode every day. 
And it's just, they're really short episodes, like five minutes long. And everyone features a different something that some other regular person has done to create, you know, extra income or side project in their life. And and it's just so wonderful to see the variety out there and and to think about that, <coughs> excuse me, if all these people came up with some idea that, you know, has been a blessing in their life and life-giving to them and and maybe has brought them a little extra cash. I bet I could come up with something too. And and also that idea of maybe the first thing you try isn't going to be what you end up doing, but mm-hmm. well, then try something else, you know? What does it hurt to just to try something? And And we have all of this experience. I mean, you know, like if you had told me, four years ago that I'd be running a business, I would just have laughed because I have no business training whatsoever. And yet everything about my life as a minister informs what I do with Consecrate, you know, Mm -hmm. it just feeds, it feeds into it. And yeah, I've had to learn a lot of things too, but, you know, all the life experience that we bring to these things, it, it matters. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's this blending of what are you interested in? What would, what makes you excited to, to get out of bed and, and talk to people and engage with the world. And excuse me, (laughs) as Rob Bell would say, just start throwing things at the wall and see what sticks. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something that is, important and especially i think it's it's interesting because more and more um i think the future of the church as um churches are not as large as they once were so salaries are not going to be as large as they once were that pastors are going to have to find ways of being creative in in remaining true to their call but also finding ways of 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 finding sustainable sources of income as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so true. And, and it's, it's made me enjoy my ministry. I do a lot more because I'm, I'm less worried about the money piece of how much the church can afford mm-hmm. to pay me when, you know, I've got this other piece that where money comes in and so i don't know it just helps helps free up my mind so i'm not worried so much about well how's the church budget doing you know and just be able to do ministry so it's all tied together yeah (laughs) so what do you think is the where do you see consecrate going in the future are there any kind of big plans or ramping up or yeah um well, the 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 journey to Belize is the first in a series. So, like when we're in Belize, we're going to announce where the next one is going. Hmm. So, so <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of and you know, as long as people are interested in going, I think that would be a fun series to continue to do to once a year have this trip for women in ministry. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. 
And I have to add one of the things that I've enjoyed, um, especially as you're putting out new product and merchandise, um, I saw that you have a new t-shirt out. Um, the one that has, um, both a man and a woman and it has the one that says male pastor. Um, and I kept seeing that. It's like, I think I want that. Um, because I think that there, you know, obviously I, I, I get the joke. Um, and I think that there's something kind of cool about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's, um, yeah. So probably about a year ago, I started an Etsy shop where I have t-shirts and cups and things because, you know, there's some people who love the, the surprise element of, oh, what's coming in the box? Well, let's Mm -hmm. see what's coming in the box. But but then there's other people who don't like the surprise. They want to know what they're getting. And exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'm going to make an Etsy shop where people can kind of get an idea of, you know, my sense of humor and 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 then just buy things and see what they're buying and actually get them all a cart, you know. And so that's been really fun, too, to, to design those things. And um, I get a lot of joy. And, and then sometimes just... You know, like I think, boy, I really think this is funny. I wonder if I want I think this is funny. I wonder if anyone else will think this is funny. And then it's such a joy because, you know, we all uh, you know, other ministers get it and then they laugh too. And <clears throat> maybe people who aren't ministers don't get it. And they but but who cares if they don't think it's funny? <laughs> That's okay. Everyone yeah. has their own, you know, own style right. and everything, but yeah, yeah, I saw that, and so I I will be getting that at some point. Oh, so good. I just thought, okay, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So yeah, so and, yeah, and go so, ahead. And I I've loved to like um, you know, as I put things out there, a lot of times customers customers will come come to me, like if they like a design, but they would like something slightly different and then mm-hmm. it gives me a whole other idea of something I can make and put up in the shop. So mm. my customers have been a great, a great help to my business in a lot of ways. Awesome. Yeah. So if people want to know more about Consecrate um, or get a subscription or even go to your Etsy place, where should they go on the internet? So uh, the, the website for, uh, consecrate is consecrate.createjoy.com. Hmm. And then on Etsy, it's we're called Consecrate Box. Okay. So just all one word. The regular just consecrate was taken. So consecrate hmm. box. Okay. So someday everything will be under the same website, but we're not at that point. Not at that <laughs> right? point, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, come into Come and take a look at what's there and remember us as Christmas is coming. If you exactly, <laughs> and there are a lot of if you want to say thank you to your pastor or kind of a Christmas place, this is probably where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, you won't find you won't find. Um, I, th- I, I like to think that it's pretty unique some of the things that you'll find to consecrate. Mm-hmm. Well, Ruth, thank you for taking the time to chat. This was really great. Um, and thank you for your business. Um, I think that that is going to be, it's been a help for a lot of people. And I'm thankful to see the joy that is brought to you um, as you are continuing your ministry. 
and um, hope to have you back on the podcast soon and maybe yeah, talk a little bit more about women in ministry, especially, and maybe about the retreat. Yes, I'd love to talk more. And and hopefully that day I will be coughing and also a little more like myself. But thank you so much for having me, Dennis. All right. Take care. You too. I hope that you enjoyed that uh, interview with Ruth Hetland, and thank you for taking the time to listen. As usual, there are going to be links of, of interest um, that are going to be included in the show notes. Um, there are links there um, for Ruth's business, Consecrate. Also, there is a link to a new podcast that she is doing uh, called Created Creative. Uh, she's doing that uh, with someone else. And so... Um, I wanted to link to that podcast and hopefully that you would consider giving it a listen. So that's it for this episode of uh, Church in Maine. Remember, as always, to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app so that others can find the podcast and consider donating so that we can continue to produce more episodes. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Again, as I always like to say, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Godspeed. And I will see you very soon.